And back for the Wednesday night, the flagship edition, I guess you could say, of the Employment Hour, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell lines are already open. We are on it like a hobo and a ham sandwich. And your calls, taking them, your questions, you have employment questions, uh, your severance, your job, harassment, your boss, everything. We can take them all and cover them all over the next hour here. Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com through email. And we will touch on a very important tool that is free. You can check it out right now, severancepaycalculator.com. Uh, as well so we want to get to this leor lots to get through uh the week that was is where we start how are we pal hey johnny thank you very much and always a pleasure to be back really enjoy it i uh, love to be here and to talk about employment law and workplace rights and to help people understand what they're owed what their rights are what they can do about the problems that they face in the workplace and you know let's face it it's not always going to be roses and sunshine at, at work sometimes it is and that's great but there are things sometimes that happen when things don't go our way. Someone says something, does something. Our boss mistreats us. Maybe uh, we have questions. We don't know where to go. Well, a good start is right here this show, uh, right now on Wednesday, 7 to 8 o'clock, to answer those questions and to help you understand everything that you wrote. So if you want to know something about your legal rights, give us a call. Uh, listen to us, and, and hopefully we can help you and, and resolve those issues. To start off, Johnny, with the, uh, the week that was, a couple of situations that I saw over the past few days. First matter, John, involved uh, a gentleman that got into a bit of, a, of an argument with his boss. And the boss lost his temper. And the argument, if you will, or the discussion ended with the boss saying, you have two options. Uh, you can uh, quit right now or I'm going to fire you. Right. And the person, uh, the employee of that situation being shell-shocked, didn't expect that. I uh, said, okay, fine, fine, don't fire me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit. And he did, and uh, was issued a record of employment a couple of days later saying that he quit, and that was about six months ago. Uh, he actually heard our program last week, John, and he decided to call me, and he still hasn't found another job, and he wanted to know, you know, is this legitimately or it's been bothering me now for six months, did I quit? Well, what happened here? I went to work. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm being told to quit or I'm being fired. So what, what yeah. gives? Well, I was so happy, John, that he called me because, of course, that is not a resignation. He didn't quit. Uh, if his employer is telling him, either way, you don't have a job employee. Maybe I say fired or you say quit, but either way, you don't have a job, then that's a termination. You know, I, I, I liken this to me putting a gun to someone's head and saying, hey, individual, Unless you jump off this bridge, I'm going to shoot you. And the person jumps off the bridge. Well, is that a suicide or is that a murder? It's a murder, right? It doesn't matter that the person ultimately decided to jump instead of be shot. So the same thing happens here. If you're being told you're out of a job, we're going to let you go, but you can quit if you want, and you decide to quote-unquote quit, that's actually not a quit. That's not a resignation. Okay, you're, You've been terminated at that point, and you're owed full severance. A lot of people think that it's better to quit than to be let go. They think it's going to impact their EI. Don't worry about it, okay? If, if the company doesn't want you to work there, they should let you go. You get severance. You'll, you'll be able to get EI. It's almost never better to quit. You know, if you, if you stole something, you know, something awful like that, if you uh, beat up someone, yeah, maybe it's better to quit. Uh, but in almost every situation, John, you're, you don't want to quit. And, and if the company gives you this ultimatum, no. That's nonsense. That is a termination like any other. So I'm going to be helping this gentleman six months later to get his full severance and to make sure that uh, he gets everything that he is owed. Brilliant. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. If you want to call in, what else you got going on? 
Well, John, I also uh, spoke uh, with another gentleman uh, earlier this week when uh, he was uh, let go, uh, and he was looking at a, at a severance offer, and his initial reaction was, it's, it's not bad, severance offer. He had worked for a company for 10 years uh, in a senior sales role, and he got the 12 months uh, pay, and he thought, yeah, it's not bad, right, 12 months, and he even used a sure. severance calculator that said 12 months is, is, is pretty decent, it's in the range. Uh, but then he, he looked at the details and they said, well, wait a second. Uh, they're calculating this on, on the basis of just my salary. Right. Well, this guy uh, had commissions and he had bonuses and he also had a car allowance. And, and those three things amounted to about $40,000 a year, his commissions, uh, bonuses, and car allowance. And the company was calculating his 12 months on the basis of his base salary only. So really they were shortchanging him by $40,000. So he called me and I told him that and now I'm helping him to get what he's owed. But I wanted to bring this up because so many times people, and, and you know, me too even on the show, I focus on the number of weeks or months that someone should get if they lost their job. But that's not where the analysis ends, John. It doesn't end there and it shouldn't end there because it's not just how many months you're owed, it's also what's included in that. Uh, yeah. If you've been given 12 months salary but not everything else, well then that's not a real 12 months. All right, because if you work, you also get bonus and benefits and car allowance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So remember the rules, John. Remember the rules, everyone else uh, listening to our show right now. If you are let go, your severance has to include all components of your compensation, not just your salary, everything, bonus, benefits, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if you don't get all that as part of your severance, that's a wrongful dismissal. It means you're owed more compensation. You have to get legal advice if that happens. Call Lior as well, 1-855-821-5900 is that number to call. We'll get to your phone calls after we take a short break. That number you know, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We'll also get to severancepaycalculator.com. Already made reference to it. It's a wonderful tool, so we'll get to that after our short break here. It is the Employment Armor Wednesday night edition right here, Talk Radio, AM 640. Yeah, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell is the number to call. You want to talk to Lior tonight, get your uh, questions answered. We'll get to uh, Tim here in Stony Creek. Tim, what's your question? Hi there. Um, I'm, I'm a, a licensed trade person and uh, was being paid um, flat rate or uh, piecework. And uh, a number of instances where, you know, there wasn't any uh, work coming into the shop. And so, you know, getting into an argument with the employer that, you know, I wanted to, to leave, but they were trying to force me to stay. But even though I wasn't being compensated for that time, so legally, do I have to uh, stay or can I just go? Uh, so if, if you're paid by, by piecework, then no, you, you, you can go. The, the deal is simply you don't get paid uh, if, if, you, if you don't do the work. So, so no, you, they, they can't make you stay there without paying you if there's, there's no work. They can't just make you stand around and, and, and wait for work to come unless they're going to pay you for that time. So, no, they don't. And, and uh, does the, uh, the, um, what they would then have to pay, the, uh, would that be like uh, uh, having to be paid like a minimum, of, a minimum wage until right. their work came in? Exactly. So for, for any time that you're there at their request, at their insistence, they'd have to pay at least minimum wage. So, uh, you know, minimum wage uh, is, is increasing and, you know, that may mean more money in that sense, but they absolutely have to. They can't say, no, you're, you're here, you have to be here, you can't go anywhere and not pay you for that. Uh, that would absolutely be, be wrong. And if they do that, uh, that's actually something, that's the exception to their usual rule where you can't go to the Ministry of Labor. For something like that, you actually can and should 
go to the Ministry of Labor because they will deal with that and, and they could uh, order them not to do that and to pay you and others properly. But the answer to your question, absolutely. No, they, they have to pay you. If they tell you you have to be there, you're on their time, then they have to pay you for it. There's no such thing as, as free labor. Tim, moving forward, you need Lior's number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Get to uh, Leonardo. Hey, Leonardo, what's your question? How are you? Um, uh, hi, how are you? Good. Good. Go ahead. Um, um, can an employer ask you to use your own uh, resources, car, phone, um, home office, without compensating for any kind of allowances for that? And if you lose um, your car, you cannot afford to pay for it, can they get rid of you? Well, they can do that. They, they can make you use those resources if that was the deal from the beginning. If when you started, that's what that's what the deal was, that you're going to work and you're going to use your home office and your car, etc., then they can do that. If that wasn't the deal, but now all of a sudden they came to you and say today, hey, we want you now to start using those resources instead of our, our resources, they can't do that because that would be a change. They're not allowed to change the terms of employment. So it's really a question of, of is that the deal that you entered with them when you started or did they change the deal on you? So, so which one is it for you? Did they just change it or did they start that from the beginning? Um, no, when it started at the beginning, it was there. Okay. So, so they're allowed to do that. If that's the agreement that you had with them at the beginning, that's what you agreed to when you accepted the job, they can do that. And if you say, well, now I changed my mind. Now I don't want to use my car. Well, they can say, well, that's the job. Your job involves using the car. And if you're not going to do that, then we don't have a job for you. They could do that. Yes, that would be fine. What they're not allowed to do is to change the terms partway or, or in the middle of your employment. Okay. okay? Thank, you. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you, Leonardo. Appreciate that. Uh, severance pay calculator. Now, you've uh, made reference to it a couple times, pal. Let's, uh, let's go through it again. Well, John, we have to. Uh, we have to make reference because it's such an important tool. And, and yep. I know that um, our regular listeners have, have heard us talk about it, but we have new listeners uh, you know, tuning in all the time. And it's, I really want to make sure that people know about this tool because it has saved people uh, more money than I could ever hope to quantify. So severancepaycalculator.com is the place you go to if you lose your job when you're holding that severance letter and you want to know if it's adequate. You want to know if the numbers that the company put on that paper, the offer, what they're offered you, if that's good enough. Is it a great deal? Is it a horrible deal? What does it all mean? Severancepaycalculator.com. It takes seconds. You just answer three simple questions about your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and you find out. And now you don't have to worry. You don't have to wonder. Uh, you don't have to uh, go on Google and try to see if some answers can be found that way. Huh. Severancepaycalculator.com. If you know someone that lost your job, they haven't heard our show, you be a good friend, neighbor, child, whatever it is, and tell them to go to severancepaycalculator.com. And there's also an employer mode on there as well, so it's for employers. They want to find out if and you know if and when the time comes around, they have to let somebody go. They know they should be properly compensated with, right? Yeah, and John, you know, I, I know it sounds like I'm a hard on employers sometimes, but the reality is I, I represent many employers as well, and I know a lot of employers simply want to comply with their obligations. Well, Severance Calculator is a good place to start if you're letting an employee go and you want to know how much do they ha you have to pay them, uh, and and you know how much is the full amount that this person is owed. You go to the employer mode there. There's some questions, and it gives you some additional advice as to how to do that. Again, always severancepaycalculator.com. Back to your phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Let's uh, try to squeeze Darren in here quickly before we break. Hi, Darren. How are you? Oh, it's good. Thank you. Yourself? 
Good. Just, Go ahead. I just want to um, get some clarification. Let's say I sign a contract or I get hired for a job. Uh, if Lior can just define um, the length of a contract, I mean, what happens if I get a raise six months into it or, or 13 months into it? Does the, does the contract start again then? Good question. So, no. So, a, a contract... Uh, it, it can is it's limited by its term so if you sign a contract that's for a year then the contract is good for a year and even if you continue working beyond that year that contract expires and you're now employed under an oral agreement but if you sign a, a contract and you know you get a raise no that contract doesn't end it continues with the change that you've implemented which is now you know instead of making $20 an hour you make $25 an hour so so that's the thing with contracts. But if, if you go past the end date, then that contract is, is done. It, it doesn't renew automatically. A contract only would renew if, if you specifically agreed with the company that we're, we're going to renew this exact contract moving forward. But it doesn't start from scratch just because you've decided to or, or to, to change some of the terms. It, it doesn't work uh, quite like that. So. So your contract may not necessarily, let's say, because I don't know how many people, because I'm guilty for it. Not, I'm sure not everybody signs um, a contract after year one, let's say. It's just sort of done orally. I mean, what 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 protects you? Just the labor, labor uh, board acts? Or, or I mean, if, like, it, what, what? if it's done orally after the first year? Yeah. Like, oh, what's what pr- your protection? So, what's your so protection, it's actually, right? If you're under an oral agreement, that's actually better for you, okay? Yeah. So that means you have the full protection of the law. The laws that are both both uh, statutes have imposed and our government, or sorry, our courts have imposed. So if you have a choice between being employed on a handshake and being employed based on a five or ten page employment agreement, take the handshake every single time, uh, because oftentimes what a written employment agreement does is it limits some of the rights that you would otherwise have, which you don't want. So so you're, you're a fine being uh, on an, under a normal agreement, you have full protection of the law with respect to severance and with respect to changes to the terms of employment and harassment and, and human rights. Yeah. All that still applies to you, so it's always better. Darren, moving forward, you need to call the or in any matter, a 1-855-821-5900. Appreciate your call. We'll get to uh, more of your calls. Email, by the way, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Phone lines open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We'll have... And lots of time for you to call in and talk to Lior, get some questions answered for sure. In that regard, Jordan, thanks for hanging on the line. Now, what's your question? Hi, thank you very much for taking my call. Just a quick question. I was laid off uh, yesterday, and I just passed my three-month probationary term. So I'm just curious to know if I am still entitled to severance. Mm-hmm. Yes, you absolutely are subject to the terms of an employment agreement that possibly your employment agreement may limit you, but let's talk about that for a sec. So three months of employment, what kind of a job? Uh, It's for a uh, trades assistant. All right, I got it. And uh, how old are you? I am 22. So someone in your situation, given, you know, obviously you're you're a young guy and, and haven't worked there for a long time, you probably are looking at two weeks pay uh, is what you'd be owed uh, and, and okay. you know I, the reality is that you know if, if you can get something from them that's fine that the dollar amounts may not justify pursuing this but if you'd like if you call me I can connect you with a paralegal to help you get uh, those two weeks pay that's that's really what's at stake here uh, two weeks pay uh, and, and it's mostly if you were you know let's say you were 42 years old instead of 22 it could have been you know even a couple of months pay for you, I would assess you at being at uh, two weeks' pay. 
Okay, thank you very much for your, uh, your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for that call, Jordan. Uh, much appreciated, by the way. Julie, good evening. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. Good. What's your question? Um, I'm doing contract work for a company, the same company for two and a half years, and it's been a handshake contract. Um, I submit my hours every week, whatever. Things are changing at the company a bit, and I have never submitted for vacation pay or, like, Christmas is coming up, so they're talking Christmas schedules or Remembrance Day or Canada Day long weekend. Should I have claimed those, or am I entitled to any of that? Now, uh, let's talk about taxes for a second. Are they withholding taxes for you, or do you pay your own taxes? I'm paying my own. So here's the thing. Well, a couple more questions. Sorry. First of all, uh, what kind of hours do you work with them? Well, it was roughly for two years, two and almost a half, about 30 hours a week, 25 to 30. Yep. And yep. They, they've just told me in the last couple of weeks they've dropped it right back to 10 hours a week. So... There's some writing on the wall, and I just don't know. Now, and is this the, the only company you work for? Uh, yes. So here's the thing. It's a very interesting situation because in the eyes of the law, I have very little doubt in saying that you would be considered an employee for the, the, this whole time. The law would consider you to be an employee, but they're treating you on paper as an independent contractor. So. Yeah. Uh, if you are an employee, okay, then yes, you're entitled to vacation pay, you're entitled to statutory holiday pay, uh, you're entitled to overtime, etc., etc., etc. But yes. because they're saying, well, no, you're not an, an employee, you're an independent contractor, they're not going to pay that to you. You can say to them, hey, where's my vacation pay? And they'll look at you with a funny look and say, well, what are you talking about? You're, you're not an employee, you're an independent yeah. contractor. That's wrong. So the reality is the only way to get those entitlements that we've just talked about is to go to the Ministry of Labor, file a complaint against them and say they're, 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 that they're misclassifying you. They're misclassifying okay. you as an independent contractor. And because of that, they owe you all kinds of things. You absolutely can do that. The question you have to ask yourself is whether you want to do that given the fact that you still work there. But there's right. potentially another angle here. And that is if they recently reduced your hours from 30 a week to 10 a week, you may have the option to, to pursue that as a constructive dismissal. And say, by, by reducing my pay this way, you've constructively dismissed me. And now, by the way, because of that, I'm owed severance. And, hey, you could easily be owed three, four, five, even six months pay, number one. And number two, you owe me retroactively for the vacation pay, uh, statutory holiday pay, etc. that you haven't paid me. So if that's something you want to do, if you want to consider pursuing this as a constructive dismissal because they changed their hours, you have to give me a call. If the only thing you want to get from them is vacation pay uh, or, you know, statutory holiday pay, for that you go to the Ministry of Labor. So okay. it's up to you, but I can certainly help you with the constructive dismissal, and I'd love to talk to you off-air about it. Julie, that number off-air, 1-855-821-5900. We'll take a short break and right back to your phone calls here on the show, 870-6400, star 640 on sale. Lots more of the Employment Hour coming right up right here on Talk Radio AM 640. And we have another look at AM640 Chopper Traffic. Here is Ari. Email is Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com and severancepaycalculator.com as well. You want to find out exactly what your severance should be, the dollar amount, the real amount, not the amount that the employee probably offer you because guaranteed they're going to be wrong and shortchanging you. Paul, welcome to the show. How are you? Good evening. I'm okay. Now. Good, Paulie. What's going on? Um, I've got a question. I was in a management position. Um, for about three years, 
And last year, my position was taken away from me and provided to somebody else. I still work for the company, and uh, I'm, I'm working at a reduced wage, obviously. I'm no longer being paid as a manager. I'm just wondering whether or not, A, is it too late for me to do anything about it, or B, should I even do anything about it? So it's a great question, uh, Paul, but the, the reality is it is too late to do something about it. Uh, if the change happened uh, last year, then by now you're considered to have accepted the change. And once you're considered to have accepted the change, there's not much that you can do about it. The option would have been when the change happened, even shortly after it happened, uh, to treat that as a constructive dismissal, which means you could have left there. Uh, and and uh, treated it as a termination and get your severance, which could have easily been as much as six months pay, depending on a couple of uh, a couple of factors. So that would have been the option, but that option is that that window is only open for a short period of time. Uh, so by now it's by now it's gone. So at this point you're you're in this new position, and there's not much you could do about that uh, change from last year, Paul. That's what I thought because when I at the time I had hinted around that I was going to seek legal advice. And uh, and it's funny that uh, out of the blue, I got a phone call a day later saying that uh, the boss would actually want me to continue to charge my management fee and continue to pay me. Um, I, I didn't take that offer. I, I thought, well, that would be silly of me to accept that. Uh, that offer and, and not do the management position. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I understand I understand what you're saying. You certainly would have had the option back then to treat it as a constructive dismissal and you know it's an important call, uh, you know, John I'll say because a lot of a lot of our listeners may find themselves in that situation. Something has changed. The jobs changed, the compensation's changed, uh, the, the the pay structure has changed. Uh, and and if you're gonna do something about it, you really don't only have a short window, a small window to do it, because once you've started working and it's been some time, you're accepted it, and then yeah. you're stuck in that role, and there's not much you could do about it at that point. And like you said, you, as you figuratively say, you kicked open the door, and now they can do it again if they want, because they've That's already established the that, right? You know, yeah. I, I didn't want to say that to Paul. I want to really yeah. depress him. But the yeah. problem is because he let them do it last year, you know, they may be able to do it again now, and then he may be stuck with it. So another reason, if your employer is going to start messing, so to speak, with the terms of your employment, it may be time to consider moving on to a different job. It may be. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sales, the number to call to talk to Lior just like that. Jason, good evening. How are you? You all right, Jared, Jason? No, Jason's gone. Yeah, choking he, on, he, choking he on a probably, fur ball there. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, choking Jason will be better. Yeah, or, or maybe not at this point. We don't eh, really care. Okay. How to deal with criticism, discipline, <laughs> bad callers, and performance reviews is what we're going to talk about now. Yeah. <laughs> and Jason's. Uh, first, when should an employer take measures to deal with a, a problem employee? Well, you know, th this is always an important question and a question that employers need to consider. And, and the reality is that anytime an employee does something, that's inconsistent with the employer's reasonable expectations, that's inconsistent uh, with the rules, regulations, policies of the workplace, the employer can and should uh, take measures to rectify the problem, even to discipline the employee. What an employer doesn't want to do is the employer doesn't want to ignore those issues. 
Because if the employer ignores those issues, they're considered to have maybe condoned it, and then it's going to be very difficult to fix the problem. So whenever an employer is faced with an employee that's doing something wrong, something that they, they know they shouldn't be doing, something that the employer's told them to not do, something that contravenes a policy, that's when the employer needs to say, wait a second, we have an issue, and then it's appropriate to engage in, in disciplinary uh, measures at that point. We just got into this topic, how to deal with criticism, discipline, and bad performance reviews. We'll pick it up after a short break, and we'll get to your phone calls as well. Bring them on, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com, or any time outside of show hours as well, 1-855-821-5900. We'll put you in touch uh, with Lior right there. We will get to a, another phone call. Matthew, good evening. How are you? Hi, good evening. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, Lior, how are you? Thank you. Good. Uh, I'm glad you called. Uh, thank you. I um, Quick question. I just received a termination letter from the company that I'm working for. Um, I work out of one of the hospitals in Toronto, and I've been at the same position for 12 years, but my company names have changed four times for me. Now, the the company that I'm with right now, I've been with them for since May 2014, so they're terminating my employment as they're selling us off to another company. So I'll still be in the same job, but under another company, but I haven't received the employment um, offer letter yet from the new company, but I'll be unemployed as of November 5th. So the company I'm with now, the termination letter that they gave me said they will pay me up to November 5th. That's it. So no severance package, which I don't think would be right. <laughs> Right. I'm, uh, so I was just wondering, like, what would my severance be? I used your calculator and put in my salary and so forth, and it said I should get around five to ten months severance. Okay, so, so here's the thing. If, in fact, you're going to be out of a job come November, yeah, absolutely you're owed severance. On the other hand, if you're going to be getting an offer and you're going to be continuing to work with the, another company, yeah. a company maybe that's buying this business, Mm -hmm. then, then no, uh, no severance is owed because you're actually not out of a job. The new company would inherit your, your uh, service, and yeah. in that situation, th there would be no actually termination in the eyes of the law. So it really yeah. comes down to whether or not you're going to be out of a job or whether you're going to be taken on by a new company. Do, do okay. you know the answer to that? I don't know yet. The rest of my team that I work with, they got their offer letters. Um, I haven't received mine yet. Um, but my position is slightly different than theirs. They are they do something else and I do a different job. Right. So I haven't received mine yet. So I'm not sure. And I don't so, know So in the in the next you know, I would think in the next week or so probably, because right now yeah. we're towards the end of October, you're gonna know what's happening with that other job. If if you are gonna continue there, then the answer is you yeah. actually are you not necessarily owed severance because you're not being let go. Yeah. But uh, if if they're going to decide not to hire you, they don't have to hire you. Then your current company owes you severance. Now, how many years total have you been with with the, been all the companies? I've been in that position for twelve years. Yes, and, and what kind um, of a job? What do you do? It's an IT job. I do inventory control. Okay, and, and how department. old are you? I'm going on forty-nine. Okay, going 49. So someone in your situation would be looking at right around a year's pay. It could be even 13 or 14 months' pay. That's what you'd be owed. Okay. Uh, and and that, that's the severance they'd have to pay you. Your, your full years of seniority count. Your full 12 years count. So, even so because of that, you're, you're looking at about a year's pay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. That's good to know. Yeah. No. And it, so it all comes down to the question of, of whether or not you're actually going to be out of a job come November the yeah. the fifth. 
If you yeah. are out of a job, you give me a call right away, okay? I'll help you make sure you get everything you wrote. If you're going to continue working, then that's great. Uh, and uh, you remember that they inherit your service. Matthew, that number, one 821 5900 to get a hold of Lee or keep that number. Gary, good evening. And how are you this fine evening? Good, sir. What's, uh, what's your concern? Well, I was with the company for eight and a half years. Last November, they told me to go home and not bother coming back. Letter of dismissal, no reason given, without cause. Uh, I had just turned 65 at the time. I got eight weeks severance, and that's it. So I was led to believe that I wow. should be entitled wow. to a little bit more uh, than I, that. Yeah. Hello? Well, absolutely. Yep. Let, let me just ask you this. Were you part of a union? No, I was not. Yeah, Gary, are you part of a union? No, no. I was not. Okay. No. So yes, you are absolutely owed more. In fact, uh, you know, after eight, after all those years, and and at your age, you'd probably be looking at as much as twelve months' pay. Okay, so you've been wrongfully dismissed. You're owed a lot more severance uh, than than the the eight weeks that you've received. And the good news is you still have time because it's it's been you know a year and there's a two-year limitation period. So what I really want you to do is once we get off the air, you give me a call. Let's connect off air. Uh, or tomorrow morning, and, and let me help you get the, the severance that you're owed because you're looking potentially at another 10 or so months' pay. Uh, so that, that's that's a big deal. We're talking about real money here. All right. Now, your calculator said 14 to 17 months. Why would it say that? Well, well you know, I... I yeah. I, I obviously don't have all the information. I didn't ask you specifically about your position. Right, so right. it could actually be more than, than 12 months if you're in a more senior position. But it won't be less than 12. That's why we need to connect and, and talk about it and figure out exactly everything that you're owed. Gary, here's that number, one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 Call the or at that number tomorrow morning. Get on it. Don't wait. More of your phone calls after a short break, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. It's the Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM640. And if you didn't catch the show tonight, of course, back Monday night, 7 o'clock, the weekend shows as well, the Employment Hour. Your phone calls will get to them right now. Nick, thanks for hanging in, pal. How are you? I'm doing well. How's everyone doing there? We are fantastic. What's your uh, what's your concern tonight? Okay, a couple of days ago, I got a surprise. I got my termination notice. Uh, looked over the papers, and when I signed up uh, with this company three and a half years ago, I was in, they signed some papers saying we're going to give you X amount. Of, you know, when to, if we let you go, you're entitled to this much, you're entitled to that much. Right. Basically, I got the papers in front of me right now. So the statutory payment of three weeks, uh, approximately twenty eight hundred dollars, and a release. Uh, of six weeks. So he goes, uh, these two payments constitute statutory termination payment of nine weeks' notice. That is right. our obligation, and uh, as uh, you know, every, and your, my benefits run out in a couple of months, uh, the middle of December. Now, uh, sorry, remind me, how many uh, years have you been with the company? Uh, three and a half. Since okay. May 1st, so, 2014. So it, it's it's possible uh, that the, way, the agreement. I'm years old as well too. Sorry. Fifty. Now it's possible that the agreement yeah. that you signed when you started working there limits your entitlements. But here's the thing: most of those agreements, even though the company tries to use agreements that limit entitlements, are not enforceable for various reasons that we don't need to get into. So it's very, very, very possible. Probably you know seventy-five, eighty percent chance 
that uh, the agreement that you may have signed that limits your entitlements does not actually limit your entitlements. If it doesn't, so you're three plus years uh, at the age of 50, what kind of a job? It was customer service. So you'd be looking at about four or five months pay is what I would assess you at. So, you know, that, that's, that's a heck of a lot more than nine weeks. You know, that's, you know, 20, 22 weeks, something like that in that range. That's what you'd be owed. So what I want to do here is, is I want you to call me and I want you to send me a copy of both the employment agreement and the termination letter. It's going to take me exactly 30 seconds to review the employment agreement and to let you know if, in fact, it does limit your entitlements. Because if it doesn't, then we're in business. Then we can pursue this matter if you so choose and get you another few months' pay. Because, yes, yeah, certainly nine weeks is not going to be enough. The only way it would be enough is if the employment agreement properly limits your entitlements. Okay, because the, the other thing is it's important. My spouse says the benefits, uh, uh, mm. that's what really hurts in terms of uh, yeah. have, having a place. That's uh, out of pocket is uh, you forget when you don't have a benefits plan how much. Oh, I, I hear you, man. I absolutely yeah. do. As someone in your situation, like I said, if it's four or five months, they should be continuing four or five months benefits, not two months. So definitely, definitely you need to give me a call. Let's talk about that. Let me review the agreement, and I can tell you exactly what you wrote and what we can do about it. Right. Nick, did they ask you? Sorry, Nick, can I ask you a question? Did you actually start working before you signed the agreement, or did you sign it all first before you walked in the door to work? Before, before we walked in the door, once I got accepted, they said, welcome to the company. You right. need to sign this paperwork, mm-hmm. and here you go. So we signed the paperwork ahead of time. Yeah. And, Perfect. Uh, That's fine. I'm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember listening to your show. You said something. As you get a little bit older, it gets a little bit tougher to find work, so therefore we, weren't, we, we should be entitled to a little bit longer Absolutely. Yeah, age is, is one of the three biggest factors, and, and you, you absolutely are correct there. So our job would be to get around that employment agreement, and if we can, and I think we can because that's the case in 75 80% of the, the matters, then we're you're looking at more compensation, more benefits. Uh, so let's chat. Let me see the agreement, and, and hopefully it will be good news. Nick, that number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, write it down, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred or Lior L I O R at employmenthour.com. So let's uh, take the last couple of minutes here. We got some of the things you, I mean I asked him that just based on what I've heard you say before, signing the agreement, you know, after you've begun work, or what are some of the other reasons or ways you can get around that uh, that contract? Well, you know, I, I was impressed, John. You, you, you're being like a, you know? a, a lawyer apprentice now. It's How like about asking that? the right questions. Right? Like you know, like four years ago, be like, well, well, what is this wow. contract thing? I don't understand it. Rabbit so, is so, good, uh, rabbit is wise. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, the, the reason most of these employment agreements are actually not enforceable, it's probably mm-hmm. because of the way they're drafted. That can, it can get technical. I'm not going to get too technical here, but in many situations, they breach the Employment Standards Act or, or they're drafted in an uh, ambiguous way or in, in a way that doesn't actually comply with uh, what the, the uh, legislation talks about. And they're unenforceable. There's at least you know half a dozen or more ways and reasons wow. why a, a termination clause in an employment agreement becomes uh, unenforceable. And that's so important because oftentimes people, just like our last caller, may see, oh, well, there's an employment agreement here. My company says that it limits my entitlements. Well, I signed it. I guess I, I, I can't do anything about it, and we move on. Well, not so fast. In three-quarters of these matters, maybe more than three-quarters of these matters, uh, John, that agreement, even though the goal of that agreement was to limit the person's entitlements, it doesn't actually do that. So you have to, have to, have to talk to me. Let me review it. Don't assume that your employment agreement uh, limits your entitlements before you've gotten proper advice and had it reviewed 
Uh, it may not, and if it does not, it could be a difference of tens of thousands of dollars in many cases. It's a good way, a wise way to wrap it up. That is uh, good advice right there. Again, again, call this number, one 821 5900 If you are any doubt whatsoever, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. And to know what that severance amount should be, Lior can do it off his head, but you can do it just about as simply, severancepaycalculator.com. Till next time, this has been the Employment Hour. It's right here on Talk Radio, AM640.